Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. Welcome in to Libservative Bourbon Banter 3.0. Yes, we will uh, We will be getting into Season 2 soon. Relax. We have day jobs. Things are going on. We're going to get to it. Enjoy this while it lasts because everything is fleeting, uh, including the war in Afghanistan. <laughs> that, was, that was rather nihilistic. <laughs> <laughs> everything is fleeting. We're all going to die. <laughs> including the war in Afghanistan. <laughs> The war in Afghanistan is dead for now. Hopefully Biden doesn't get pulled back into it, huh? He is Corey Walsh. And he is Dan Griffin. Uh, no, oh, yeah. We're here to talk about Afghanistan. We're not doing the whole <laughs> We're not doing the whole narrative thing today, Corey. What else is there to talk about? Uh, I don't know. A Qu- big section of our childhood was just ripped away from I us, know, Dan. It's just, it hurts. It hurts me inside. Cuomo's still a pervert, by the way. Uh, hey! <laughs> Italian. I'm Italian. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> way to make it sound like every Italian's a pervert. Way, yeah, good job, Cuomo. Way to perpetuate an Italian stereotype, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> uh, look, this we, we we're laughing here right now, but I'm gonna sit here and tell you with full confidence that what has occurred regarding Afghanistan over this week has really got me upset and nervous for the future of humankind or at least at least for 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 humankind in the United States of America because look what Joe Biden did this week in officially pulling troops from Afghanistan And the reaction to it, to me, is this unbelievable benchmark that I was hoping we would never get to when it comes to culture war and identity politics. Now, why do I say that? I say that because pulling out of Afghanistan is something that seem to be unanimously agreed upon. Whether you were former military, whether you're a, a, a the, the most bleeding heart of woke liberals, whether you are the farthest right, uh, take away women's rights type of conservative, whoever you were, it seemed like getting troops and bringing our men and women home from Afghanistan was something that we could all agree upon. And what I noticed with the reaction to what's happened this week with pulling troops out of Afghanistan is that it is so much more important who is sitting in the Oval Office to make that move than it is that the move has actually been made. And I don't say this very often. A lot of times, actually every time so far on on these bourbon banters, Corey and I have come up with topics and we've given the liberal and conservative narratives and kind of picked a side on it. A lot of humor involved, uh, some joking. But I can't do that today. With most things that Corey and I talk about, I can generally come up with at least some sort of 
coherent reason why a conservative would think one way and a liberal would think another way, even if I give 90% of my support to the conservative or 90% of my support to the liberal, I can always find a small sliver of, of, of a leg to stand on for the other side with everything. I can't do that here. I cannot find even the most busted ass duct tape wooden peg leg for the Trumpies and the, and 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 the the, the Biden hating conservatives cuz let's I don't like to, you know, paint a paint an entire group of folks with one brush. I'm sure there are conservatives out there that supported what Joe Biden did this week. But in a vacuum, I cannot find a leg for you to stand on if you do not support what Joe Biden did this week. Now, was it perfect? Was the was the, was the extraction of troops perfect? Are there things around the edges that could have been done a little bit better to ensure that civilians and translators got out a little bit easier? Sure. Sure. And if you're out there saying, oh, well, Donald Trump would have done it much, much better. There is absolutely no fucking evidence to support that that would have happened. This was always going to be ugly. It is so much easier to go in and start a war and start killing people than it is to end a war. Whether you end a war through victory, surrender, or in this case, as in Vietnam, a stalemate and just getting the hell out. So for those of you that want to say, oh, Joe Biden's now a puppet of the Taliban, because I've seen that meme all over the place, or, or Joe Biden's afraid of the Taliban. Joe Biden has no balls. Joe Biden is, is, is scared. I don't have many good things to say about Joe Biden. I suspect that going forward, I may not have many more. I hope I'm wrong. But I got to tell you, Joe Biden, by pulling actually pulling out of Afghanistan and going against the, uh, the warmongering neocons and actually making this move shows to me that he's got bigger stones than any president that is of, of my lifetime. I've only been alive for five, and I was like two when one of them came out of office, so that doesn't really count. Joe Biden pulling out of Afghanistan showed balls to actually, actually pull it off. And it's something that we all wanted. And it disgusts me that identity politics and culture wars are what we're focused on with something like this. Like, this is a new low when it comes to culture war identity politics. And look, I, I, I'll finish by saying this. Trump supporters, generally, I find a way to defend you. Somehow, some way, even if it's the silliest thing. Because I always think you at least have some semblance of a point. I'm sorry, but I can't do that this time. That's the end of my TED Talk. Corey, you go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, that's a great start. I'm, uh, you know, and what, what, uh, I'm actually... I'm going to try to play the devil's advocate here. You know, we, we talk about on our show often that uh, that people don't pay attention. They they screen grab memes and tweets. 
And what concerns me the most is the fact that this really, really shows us how much of a stranglehold the military-industrial complex really has on our government. And I have to agree with you, Biden has balls. I mean, he's 78 years old, they probably hang low, but that's probably because of the wait for this. I mean, he didn't blink when the military-industrial complex, who, by the way, lied. If you remember the Afghanistan papers, they lied. They've been lying since roughly 2011. And the fact that how fast, how many people in our country were like, oh, well, we got to end the wars. We got to end the wars. But as soon as that rubber, like, literally met the tarmac, when the troops were getting pulled out, everyone immediately, oh, the children, oh, this. And people were just repeating this mantra that has been propagated by the military-industrial complex. What do people want? Three more months? Another year? Five years? Ten years? Evacuating from a war zone is never pretty, as evidenced by Saigon. It's never something that is just like, all right, well, I'll, you know, like you're leaving a party, like, well, I'll see you later. It's, it's not how it goes. You know, and when the military... So... What I'm going to say real quick is Trump, when it, when, when it came to Afghanistan on June 26, 2021, he said, I started the process. All the troops are coming back home. They couldn't stop the process. 21 years is enough. Don't we think? 21 years. The Biden administration couldn't stop the process. They wanted to, but it was very tough to stop. So for him to be that arrogant and that confident now we know trump obviously just says things all the time you know everyone voted him out because of mean tweets uh for him to say that with that much confidence and being the previous sitting president he was obviously fed the same bullshit that biden was fed for them to think that we had the groundwork and the infrastructure for our soldiers to leave and that we would be able to leave and then there wouldn't be the fallout that we saw in Afghanistan. I'm not putting that blame on Biden, which he even also had the gall to come out and say that, yeah, it was bad. He didn't explain it away. He didn't say anything about it. It was fucking terrible. You know, it was a, it was a botched mess. We had people clinging onto airplanes as they flew hundreds of feet into the air and then falling. Those are people that so desperately wanted to get out of that country because they were so afraid of the Taliban that they were willing to literally risk their lives just hanging onto a plane. And for Biden to not blink and let the media industrial complex try to convince him of another three months, which they did in the first place. May 1st was the first date. And he pushed it back another, uh, what is that, three months. When I saw that, I was like, oh, here we go. It's just going to keep getting pushed back and keep getting pushed back. But it didn't. And he pulled out our troops. And you know what? As much of the B-roll footage that they're going to try to share to pull at your heartstrings to make you care about these children and these women in Afghanistan who have been fucking bombed for 20 goddamn years and killed. And no one gave a fuck because we're fighting the war over there. We're not fighting the war here with that fear-mongering tactic. And they didn't give a shit. You heard people say, 
vile things about these poor people that are just trying to make a living in another country, calling them all sorts of slurs that we can't even repeat on here because we'll get fucked with. And now all of a sudden, one day, one day of 20 years, we see some footage that is a little bit ruffles the feathers. And because of that, oh, we should have kept the soldiers there. This could have been but done better. No, it couldn't have. Not when you have a military industrial complex lying to you. So, Dan, how the hell are you? Before we continue, I'm good. I, th- I just think we need to get our <laughs> TED Talks out of the way. I think, I think those, were, those were both very well articulated. We're, we're talking about Afghanistan. I still have a monologue. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so Corey hasn't <laughs> done his TED Talk yet. Uh, uh-uh. Uh, no, we... I, I, yeah, we just jumped right into it. We didn't even talk about like how we're doing or or what kind of uh, bourbon we're drinking today. <laughs> I'm just I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah. I'm flabbergasted that before what was that day? Saturday, Friday, not even a fucking week ago. Yeah. Everyone was like, "We need to end the war. We need to get the troops out." And then look how quick the propaganda changes. And that's what scares me. And then what scares me too is like this isn't just something that we're just pulling up out of thin air. Eisenhower warned us about this damn near 70 years ago yeah Corey, i mean and that's that's why i brought up the the the, the culture war thing because that's what this is i mean that's exactly what this is it's just because joe biden pulled the trigger oh yeah people are falling for it joe a biden, bunch of buffoons joe biden pulled the trigger so it's bad it's bad because you know, my, my, my culture war echo chamber over here tells me that it's supposed to be bad because Donald Trump didn't do it. And, you know, I, I've, I've heard the argument, and, and, and this argument is valid. And but, can I stop it, you really quick? Because sure. I'm going to say we would probably be having the same exact conversation saying the same damn thing about how we don't like the president and how we're probably not going to give him very much credit for anything. But if Trump did the same shit, we would be saying the same damn thing that – not one more American soldier is going to die on Afghanistan soil. That's more or less where I was going because I, I've, I've okay. Actually, I've, I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I've just I've I've heard this argument, and it's not that it's it's not that it's invalid, and it's not that it's not true, but it's not an excuse to un to 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 be so ignorant to what's actually going on here. And that argument is. Oh my God! Could you imagine how the Democrats would be would be reacting if Trump were in office and that same footage had been shown of people falling off airplanes? They would be going crazy. They would be so upset. And you know what? You're probably right. But guess they what? Did. That's the problem. And that's exactly what they did. Everybody turned on Biden. That's true. Everybody did. The establishment Democrats turned on him. That is why that is why this move is the reason he has big stones. He's either so oblivious to what's actually going on around him, which might be true, <laughs> or he's got massive stones. But either way, the result, the result is it, it, it's good. It's good. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch, but it's good. It puts a real stick in the spokes of the whole Biden being a puppet thing, because if he was a puppet troops would be there another four years he pulled off something <laughs> that, that obama didn't that trump didn't that bush didn't like <laughs> and they, they were all and and to, to your point about the military industrial complex and the neocons lying lying you know it's it's it, I, i've seen this this whole narrative getting thrown out there of uh you know the book stops with the president which is by the way 
what something Joe Biden actually said the other day. He did. The buck stopped with him. He made the call. You know, the buck stops with the president. But it's like, okay, if you're the CEO of a company and one of your upper management folks wants to take the company a certain direction and and he's and he or she is worried that you won't and he comes to you and he lies to you about numbers or he or she comes to you and lies to you about numbers and uh, what making certain moves within the company will do and then you make the decision based on those lies how is this any different now again yeah the president or the CEO of this company ultimately is going to take the brunt for what happens with this company but are you able to put 100% of the blame on that person after they're being lied to? They, these presidents, they were all played. We were, every one of us was played. Yeah. Now, that's why I almost don't even, like, we have Warhawks. Okay. I almost want to separate the groups. We have Warhawks, and then we have Neocons, and we have Neolibs. Yeah. And I don't even know if I want to blame them as much, because I feel like they were lied to, too. Biden said with absolute certainty that this that that we're not going to have another Saigon. Well, guess what? We had another Saigon. Trump, like from that tweet I just sent you, or from that mess, from that quote I just read, he was with absolute surety too that it wasn't going to be like this. That's two presidents: one Republican, one Democrat. Well, both that well, had one Republican and one. Uh, Moderate Republican. (laughs) No, one Republican and one guy pretending to be a Republican. (laughs) Right. And now, wait a minute. Let's see if the people can guess who's who. Yeah, right. I'll give you you a hint. Biden's the Republican. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, man. It just, yeah, it blows my mind. That's what really bothers me about it is the fact of how fast the narrative just got pulled out from under the rug. And that how quick... A whole narrative got put together so fast from the left and the right about how all of a sudden this was bad. This was good. It was it's, good. It was ugly, but it was good. It was ugly. It's good. It's good for us. You know, I, th- I think about this like, you know, like we, we want to spread freedom, you know, democracy and freedom throughout the world. And I think about our founding fathers and I think about the inception of our country and how we are essentially a free country. And you know what? Nobody gave that to us. There wasn't an America that came here to kick in our doors and tell us that they're here to give us freedom. We had to take it ourselves. And isn't there an argument? And that's a great point, Corey, because isn't there an argument to be made that part of being the nation that wants to deliver freedom to planet Earth? Isn't part of that allowing, especially these Middle Eastern nations, just because that's what's been recent? The ability to figure it out for their fucking selves. They have to. It's just like, clearly, here, and here's what pisses me off so much about the last 20 years. Clearly, you can tell that this is not what Afghanistan wanted. You heard Joe Biden say it. We've we've been talking about it all week. The fact As that, evidenced by them just fucking dropping their guns exactly, and walking away. Exactly. The Taliban just waltzes in. No shots are fired. And the Afghan army that we've spent trillions of dollars training just drops their weapons and says, here you go. Obviously, the Afghan people don't have an issue with the Taliban running the country. Why do we? Because we've been told that we're supposed to. We've been told that the Taliban is this awful terrorist organization, which, by the way, 
only about five minutes of research, you can find out that they're not really a terrorist organization. Yeah, they're an insurgency. They are an that, insurgency. That they did protect terrorists. Okay, they, they did work yeah, with that's, terrorists. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were a military insurgency that was pretty much in house. You know, they were in Afghanistan. The Taliban didn't bomb the towers. Ever you see everyone saying, "Oh, now we're gonna have terrorists again"? No. The Taliban didn't bomb the towers. They didn't fly planes in it. That was fucking Al Qaeda. And guess what? Not one fucking Afghanistan was on any of those planes. They were Saudi Arabians. The ones that we cozy up with. The ones that also treat their women like shit. It's a big deal in Afghan or in a, in Saudi Arabia right now that women can fucking drive. So when people bring up this like this little humanitarian trope thing that they've been bringing up, like what Kick about rocks. what about women's rights in in Afghanistan? Okay, do you give a shit about women's rights in Saudi Arabia? No, because you've been told you're not supposed to because there are allies because they give us oil. Exactly. Not you got me get heated, off. Dan. You got me heated. I, it, 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 it's it, it, it it's so upsetting because it's. You and I are, are self-proclaimed intellectual idiots. We are not geniuses. We are not. Uh, we're not diplomats. We're not diplomacy experts. This shouldn't be that hard. We are happy to be here to to kind of help you as our audience walk through what's we're, going on. We're a filter to dumb down dumb shit like this. <laughs> and what's, that's what's so upsetting is like this isn't like this isn't complex. It's just not that complex. It's we just fought it's a critical 20, thinking. We just yeah. It, you know what's funny is like, is it really like? Does it require that much? There's so much common sense here. Okay, it, I'm sorry. Objective thinking. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it it is it is so ridiculous to me that just that the guy sitting in the Oval Office signing the actual documents to make these things happen is more important to you. And I'm using the royal you. I mean, our listeners are probably too fucking smart to actually have these opinions, but they know who I'm talking about. They know people that think this way. It's just the guy sitting in the old... Like I, I, I can tell you right now, I was absolutely in support of Trump signing the peace deal with the Taliban. Like you, because because that that's one of the things. Like, oh, there was no American deaths since February of 2020 because that's the, because of Trump's peace deal. Because of Trump's fucking peace deal with Mitch McConnell was on Fox News just yesterday. Like, oh well, uh, no one died. No American troops died there in a year. This what Biden did was just a botch job. That fucking Biden literally honored. Yeah, that fucking turtle. That Biden turtle, man. <laughs> Biden literally turtle. honored Trump's peace deal. Why are Trump people upset about that? Trump said it was a mistake they didn't leave on May 1st. He made a big deal about uh, 9-11 being the deal because that's a solid day. It shouldn't be a day of celebration. Yeah. You know what's you know what's really scary is that you actually get the idea from the neocons over at Fox and the the warmongers and and all of the Trump supporters that that listen to the nonsense that have that's put in their heads is that you actually get the idea that they would be happier if Biden had stayed, broken the peace deal with the Taliban, and, and more, lost hundreds of troops, and more if American thousands. lives had died. And the, and I guarantee you, if there's a Trump listening, a Trump listener listening to this right, or Trump supporter listening to this right now, hearing that, they their heart just stopped, and they just got so seething mad. How could you accuse me of wanting more American lives dead? And we're not accusing you personally. It's just 
you can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah. You know, it's everyone gets so wrapped up in this bipartisan bullshit that what's good for one party is bad for the other because they get a one up. You know, this this weird fucking fake one up like there's like this board of tally marks of who's doing a better job and god damn it you can't let the other side look good even if it means american lives lost that is yeah. so disgusting well, they just spin me. it and turn it around like if that happened like, that's the thing if that happened and biden did push it back and push it back and push it back and the taliban got pissed and they went and they killed americans then oh biden should have pulled out and followed trump's plan it's just there's that 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 is what's so frustrating about this this identity politics culture war bullshit. It's just there's you know who lo- we lose. America loses every single time. Every single day that we're there. How are we going to pay for this 1 trillion dollar infrastructure bill? Guess what? We spent over that much building an infrastructure in another country. How about we take that home? Which, by the way, was destroyed in a matter of three weeks. <laughs> well, the infrastructure wasn't really. I mean, I don't think there was very many shots fired, actually. The Afghan army just fucking set their guns down. The president fucking books it out of the country. I just I just mean destroyed financially, as in like we lost oh, yeah. it. I, I used the wrong, I used the wrong just term poof. there. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's, it's gone now. We no different than spending $1,000 on fireworks for July 4th and watching it literally blow up in the air. Pretty much. No different than spending money on marijuana and literally lighting it on fire. You're never getting it back. Because that's what everyone does. <laughs> but all you, but all you have to do, Corey, is show that picture of the, you know, the Taliban fighter on the side of that Black Hawk helicopter, and everybody loses their shit. I know. Like that it's is insane. that is literally less than one percent of what's going on here. But th- you see that, and that's what bothers you. Well, Dan, we're already a half hour in. How the hell are you? <laughs> Obviously, I've been better. <laughs> well, no, I mean, honestly, net gain. I still, I still, I'm pretty happy with uh, the fact that we're not going to have American soldiers die anymore over for a war that's been proven time and time again. We have no goal. We have no end game other than just a money laundering scheme. Yeah. What well, you drinking this week? I am drinking a selection batch Wood- woodford reserve from crystal palace liquor store Ooh. shouts out to crystal palace out here in auburn hills and uh i mean i'm impressed with it it's uh it basically just it, i i haven't divin isn't divin the actual uh correct english for dove like the past tense of dive fuck it we're just making <laughs> shit up at this point I actually, I actually think I had my high school grammar teacher tell me that once. It's not dove. Dove's not a word. Oh, that's like uh, hanged I, and hung? Yeah, I have divin. It's just nobody says that. Sometimes the colloquial usage of a term takes over. Anyway. I, I think it's dived. Oh, dived. Maybe I, that's I googled is. dove versus divin. And it goes, who's right? <laughs> the words dived and dove are interchangeable as past tense and past participle of the verb dive. Part, yeah, participle. Not I have particle. not. I have not dived that far into this bottle yet um but typical woodford reserve smoothness smoothness i sense a hint of maple i could be wrong i'll have to i'll have to i'll have to get a little bit further into it but it is it is delicious nice i myself have some basil hayden ah basil hayden that's a good go-to it is. It was really fucking good. I saw it for a way cheaper price up in Algonac, Michigan, which for people who are out of town, it's just a small little like 
touristy town on the uh, strait. I guess it's it's actually a river, but I guess it could be considered a strait between Lake Huron and Lake St. Clair. The St. Clair River. Yeah, St. Clair. I mean, it's called a river, yeah. but I guess it could also be considered a strait, maybe. It's just a small little stretch of water between two bodies of water. Isn't couldn't, that a strait? Yeah, couldn't the Detroit River be that as well? Probably. Between St. Clair and Erie? Although it's a little longer. A little windy. It's got some islands. Yeah. <laughs> but Bob so does this. Yeah, Belle Isle. But then there's Harsa's Island, and there's... Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Geography. Everybody what? everybody from out of town is going, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> right. We got a lot of water in Michigan. Yeah. For any of our West Coast listeners, it, sorry. So if I the don't apo- need to brag. And if the apocalypse, do- if the apocalypse does come... Get the hell out. We will be building a wall at the border of Ohio and Indiana. Stay out. We're keeping the wall. I'd argue that we should be doing that in the first place. You can buy our water. We'll sell uh, it to you. A little history lesson, actually. Ohio and Michigan, they've actually gone to war. You ever hear about the the Toledo War? (laughs) They killed one of our boys, and the U.S. stepped in and was like, whoa, guys, here. Michigan, take the UP. Ohio, shut the fuck up. Have have Toledo. (laughs) Which like, nothing weird. in Ohio is any good. What do they got? Jim Jordan? Uh, John Kasich. Jim Jordan. John Kasich, yeah. Oh. Jim Jordan and Toll Roads. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got, like, people will say, well, there's Cedar Point, but you know what? Fuck you. Cedar Point's in Lake Erie. That's and, one of our great lakes. And th- this is this is a point of contentment between uh, Ohioans and Michiganders. They have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Why is it in Cleveland? Detroit Rock City, bitch. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> what, are you do- what are you doing down there? Yeah. And, you know, the the sports aspect might be digging into this a little bit between Michigan and Columbus. Well, but, uh, as a Michigan fan, we won't talk about that until Michigan, you know, wins for the first time since the Kennedy administration. <coughs> yeah, it's we had some wins when we were kids under uh, Lloyd Carr. And then ever since then, it's just been a dismal, dismal downfall where we keep going, well, it's this is the year. <laughs> it's never the year. <laughs> but yeah, I'm drinking some Basil Hayden's. This shit's actually really fucking smooth. It's one little, of those a little smoky. It's one of those that you can kind of get everywhere. That's pretty good. But like for me with bourbon, it's there's I'm not a, a rare one. There's a, not a lot of bourbon that I won't that I'll be like spit it out like it's swill. You know what I mean? It's just really because I feel like bourbon is is like the only liquor where the distiller really, no matter what it is takes care of it yeah it doesn't matter what they do there's there's it's uh there's a lot of um guidelines i guess into making it where it'd be hard to fuck up uh other than like dirty dirty uh uh machinery or dirty you know whatever you're in your bottling process that's you know it's uh there's one way to do it it really is. There's really only one way There's to do it. There's only a you few can, nuances you can change, which which definitely changed the flavor profile. A lot. Yeah. But yeah, this Basil Hayden's is pretty good. I'm still trying to find some Eagle Rare. You know, I've yet to taste Eagle Rare. I will find you a bottle. I have my fingers. I have my two go-tos. I have the liquor book. Shout out to the liquor book over on Mound. We used to shout them out all the time on my other podcast. There was, that's a that's big always, store. Have you ever been to the liquor book? I have. It's a fucking, it's, ugh, I'm like a kid in a candy store in there. Whenever I go in there, I'm in there for 45 minutes just looking at beers and liquors and even wines for my wife, which I don't know shit about wine, really. I know the process, but I don't know names and stuff. So I always just go for like the menage a trois, you know? I know <laughs> I enjoy it. Names. Oh, wine? Yeah. 
Yeah, wine's fun. I don't I know like a lot wine. about it. Like, we took the trip up to Traverse City a couple times. They're like, this wine does this, and you should drink it in this order. I'm like, all right. It's delicious. I'll do my best. It's delicious. I understand the whole concept if you're, like, getting, like, a wine flight at, like, a, a, a winery somewhere. They always tell you to, to, to go from the driest to the sweetest because if you drink the sweetest first, it... The dry is just going to taste like... <laughs> no, yeah. It, it fucks up your palate, so you want to go from yeah. dry to sweet. You know, in order, so that makes sense to me. I I understand that concept, but that's about as far as my wine knowledge goes. <laughs> Why does this taste like rubber? Yeah. <laughs> always drink the sweetest one last. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so what else is new, Dan? Just trying to move into this damn house, Corey Walsh. Hey, got that house. I'm waiting for that moratorium, Dan, because fucking. <laughs> Biden and Congress are just sleeping and letting the CDC run the country, apparently. Ah, yes. Except for when it comes to Afghanistan, then it's all his fault. We should, wait, yeah. You know what we should do? We should let the CDC decide what we should do in Afghanistan going forward. <laughs> there we go, because <laughs> they've made great decisions this whole time. <laughs> Trust them with it all. Biden is on vacation. Congress is, are they on recess still? They might be back. I think they come back towards the end of August. So, yeah, yeah it's just... just Throw the keys over to the CDC and tell them to lock up when they're done. I love it. It, it, could be, it, it, could, it couldn't be. I mean, it doesn't matter what. I mean, Trump people are going to be upset about it. You know what's funny is like if this is the first episode of our show that a Trump supporter listens to, they're going to think this is like the most left podcast they've ever heard in their life. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> you have a little disclaimer. <laughs> if that is you, please go back and listen to other episodes. Um, you had some some reactions from the people, Corey. Yeah, so I I, uh, I went on Reddit because it seems like <laughs> it's just a place to go to ask questions. There's a 30 million member subreddit or whatever just on Ask Reddit. So I went on there and I asked, in regards to Afghanistan, what should have and shouldn't have been done from invasion to withdrawal? Uh, main man of the universe. That's got to be Trump. Him. That's Trump <laughs> himself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Should I, you want me to read this in my best Trump accent? As long as you do the hands thing where he does. <laughs> First of all, board. invasion was a mistake. Okay. You just sound US like Bernie has, again. You sound like Bernie I again. I know. It's that New York accent. I'm really bad at it. Okay. U.S. has created prop. Yeah, I, I'm just going to read it. I can't do it. Re- try to read you- it like Andrew Cuomo. Hey, yo, first of all, the invasion was a mistake. Yo, it's... <laughs> U.S. created problems from nowhere. Thousands of us, thousands of U.S. soldiers died in Afghanistan. Billions of U.S. taxpayer money has been spent on Afghanistan to nowhere. Second of all, withdrawal was a mistake. As they invaded, they had to fight to the end. Americans left their allies knowing that they will lose war and die, and they relied on us. Many Afghans are now are being killed who worked with Americans. Many Afghans are now refugees in other countries, so it created a problem for other countries too. Now, bordering countries like Tajikistan and Turkmenistan are fearing of their borders, southern borders. There is no one guilty in this war. The politicians are guilty, not Taliban, not Americans, not Afghans. Respect all the guys who fought in the Afghan war. So, when he was, he said the withdrawal is a mistake. That's the only thing I agree, disagree with him on. You know, I did, I don't, I try not to engage. I just try to leave the question open. I didn't let them mm-hmm. leave it. I don't want to get into battles on Reddit. Hey, it's just one more platform on top of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and all the yeah. other ones that we try to fight with. But, uh, 
I, I disagree with that part that the withdrawal was a mistake. Well, it's and and it sounds so cliche, you know, because well, then again, honestly, unless you're listening to new be- new media, you probably haven't heard this, but I've heard it a ton, and it sounds like a cliche, but it's just like when would a when was a withdrawal when, when was a withdrawal going to be appropriate? Exactly. Like when if this was, was a mistake. What was it? Three months? Six months? As evidenced by the fact of how fast that fucking army of the Afghan country fell, it didn't fucking matter. We were, we were like we we spent twenty years with them. What would have three months done? What would what would another twenty years have done? They would have lasted six months instead of instead three of three, weeks. Instead of three weeks or six weeks. Just just you gotta just it's it's exponential. <laughs> so like Dragonfoid thirteen. That's probably smarter than all of us. And it was just a quote. But he said, your politics bore me. Thanos. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. Um, this guy, TPL Gigo, says, Trump's tweeting with the Taliban without the Afghan government really screwed things up. We should have been out 10 years ago. Which I agree with the 10 years ago. But the fact that we only really debated with the Taliban and not the Afghan army, I think just solidifies the argument that the Afghan government was a fucking puppet. So it was just it was just a corrupt money laundering scheme. There was no government. No. Our government told us, our personal government told us, yeah, there's this guy, Ghani, he's the president. Where what's, the fuck was he? What's the term? Kleptocrat? Yeah, exactly what it was. They were only there for the advantage of themselves making money. You and, know, and- you know, when he when he, this is obviously a guy who hates Donald Trump, because when he says you know his 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 treaty with the Taliban was a mistake, I completely disagree with that. Only because you know you have to when you're going to pull troops out, and and look, I don't think Trump is a genius. In fact, I think in a lot of well, that's not true. In some ways, I do think he's a genius, but in other ways, I think he's a complete fucking moron. And I would have thought that military operations would have been an area in which he was a complete fucking moron. But I'm going to tell you right now, that treaty with the Taliban was a really good move. Because when you're go, we, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. When, you're, when you start a war, it's really easy to start a war. Real simple. When you're ending a war, it's complicated. And... And that's when it gets all of a sudden, it's like, oh, what do we do? Starting with a treaty with your enemy, making a deal with your enemy is the starting point to that. So I I definitely disagree with with the fact that the treaty was a mistake. That was one, again, just like Joe Biden, I don't have a whole lot of good things to say about Donald Trump, but that's, that's one of the good ones. I think that was a good move and... I think you agree with me on that, Corey. I, I don't. I don't. How else were you supposed to start this process? Right. Yeah. Literally, just talking to the other side and just fucking getting the actual negotiation process going. But uh, I'll be honest, real quick. I didn't hear everything you just said because for some <laughs> reason, did it cut did out? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I do an okay job of responding for not hearing any of that? Yeah, you did a really good job talking out your ass there. For, 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 for about 15 seconds. seconds. For some reason, my fucking weird-ass headphones in the other room just connected uh, to my computer. Yeah, and I was like, you might have seen me just all of a sudden like, start shaking my head like, whoa, what's going on? No, it's just it was just about how uh, I, don't, I don't have many good things to say about Trump, but his treaty with the Taliban was 
I think that was a good move. It was a, it was a good way to get it started. It, yeah, you it's know, only way to get it started when you know in your heart of hearts that the government that we have there's a puppet government and it ain't shit. You're gonna go to the next best thing, and that was the insurgency. You know, the group that uh, ran the country beforehand. I guess maybe that's what gave him legitimacy. Like, it's, you know, the word that you get to hear tossed around is quagmire. And Love that word. It's it's a good word. The entire good word. world is a fucking quagmire right now. Yeah. And uh, it was just, I'll say it time and time again, it was time to go. We went there to kill Osama bin Laden. He left the country. For some reason, we hung out thinking he was going to come back or something. <laughs> just real, just real quick before you finish, I just wanted to see what happened. When you look up the word quagmire on DuckDuckGo, <laughs> do you see the Family Guy? It's guy? the Family Guy character is the first thing that pops up, which I kind of expected, but I just wanted to see. <laughs> anyway, right. Go, anyway, go ahead. I'm an asshole. And uh, yeah, no, it's just like we had to leave. I'll say it time and time again. We shouldn't have been in the first place. We went to Afghanistan looking for fucking Osama bin Laden. Guess what? He left. And then while we're there, we're just kind of looked around like the uh, the uh, the meme you see of John Travolta in Pulp Fiction when he's in the room with holding his coat and he's just kind of looking around like, what's going on? We were just like, yeah, I guess we'll just stretch out and hang out here. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're going to nation rebuild. And it's like, where the fuck did that come from? Since when are we going to rebuild Afghanistan? We didn't give two fucks about it. Dude, it, and is, then, it is an awful carryover from this Cold War mindset of spreading democracy and 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 killing communism. Except now it's uh, we need to kill off uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Radical Islam. Like it's just there's always this next enemy that's going to be a problem. And look, I'm the kind of person that has I have issues with all religions. To be honest with you. Right. I have even more issues with them when they are, uh, when they get crazy, when they get cult-like. Yeah, you know, and like that's that's funny. That's a good segue into the next little kind of uh, topic I want to talk about. When you hear everyone going, "Oh, well, now we're less safe. <laughs> now we're less safe." All of a sudden, now that now, so guess what? We haven't talked about this for damn near five, ten years. But guess what? Dan, the fucking Muslim boogeyman is back. Oh, baby. <laughs> He's back. It's 2.0. He's coming. He's going to get you. <laughs> even Jesus though, Christ. Even though, even from a terror perspective, we still live in the safest time in the history of planet Earth. Uh, terrorist attacks are still unbelievably rare. And not all of them are done by Muslims. Sorry to tell you. I'm yeah. sorry if that like hurts you. you know, hurts and that's your funny you say that because it pisses me off that saying radical Islam extremists became taboo when it's like, no, that's absolutely true because there's also radical Christian terrorists. Yep. There's radical Hindu terrorists. There's radical Jewish terrorists. Some people might even argue there's radical religious tr- zealots belong people- to every religious sect. Some people might even argue that there are radical Trumpist terrorists that took over the the uh, the Capitol on uh, January sixth. Now, yeah, I, I wouldn't been, say they're Republicans; those are Trumpies. Yeah, I, and I'm going to say like, and this this might hurt some people's feelings. I don't necessarily consider those people terrorists; like they weren't there to kill anybody. So, 
let's like relax with that word. Well, you know how I feel. And, and how we use it and where we use it. If they were there in the name of the Constitution, I would have been all for it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Does that to make their me credit, radical? to their credit, they thought they were. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Constitution before you go fight for it, you jackass. You just get left with your thumb up your ass looking like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you show up in fucking Viking horns and, and a painted face. <laughs> that was the only guy that didn't piss me off because the whole, <laughs> he was the, the perfect image of absurdity of just what was happening. He was weirdly likable in a comical way. Right? Yeah, yeah no, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll donate five bucks to GoFundMe to pay for his $10 million bail or whatever. It's just like, it's like, it's like that guy, you just go, oh, oh, honey. <laughs> no, no. The uh, that picture of that like eighty year old woman that was in there with her mask around her neck, like she looked like she had a flyer, like she was there for a tour. She just this like she looked like she was sixty five years old. She was just in the Capitol and she just standing there like smiling for a picture, like she's supposed to be there. That was the moment. Just like, oh, honey, and that's what made me think. It's like, what do we do with these people now? What do we do with these people that have been led to believe that uh led to believe a lie by our president himself? Dude, I don't know. That's for that's for, that's for some let's for just like pull out. just pull out. Just pull out. Get yeah. the fuck out of there like we did with Afghanistan. Yeah, like or like when you're having sex with a girl you definitely don't want to have a baby with. Yeah. <laughs> just just pull out. Just pull out. I can't I can't ah! <laughs> you just, Hey girl, my couch doesn't pull out, but I do. <laughs> Oh my God! So, I I gave you the Trump quote. Uh, how about that Taliban press conference? Did you watch oh, that? Yeah, I did. I actually, what's you know what's really interesting is you sent that to me. It was in YouTube form, and yeah. I was I drive a lot for a living, and I actually just kind of put YouTube on and kind of listened to it while I was driving. That's what I did too. It worked. That's all you really needed to hear. And what's so interesting to me about that. What's the guy's name? The, the the Taliban leader now? The guy that was doing the press press conference? Well, the guy who was doing the press conference. Okay, so you know more than me. So go ahead. Uh, is different than the guy who. Uh, was, who is their president? Their um, the president. guy who did the I'd yeah. I would use that term loosely. <laughs> yeah, which is something I'll bring up next. Um, spokesman presented Taliban as inclusive, more inclusive this time around. I'm looking for his name. I can't find his name right now. Here's a transcript from Al Jazeera that might, they might actually have the answer to that. It's so interesting while you're looking, I'll just say this. It is so interesting. All of a sudden, just in the last week and a half, people are all of a sudden super interested in the Taliban again. Because, yeah, because nobody gave a shit about them since like 2002. No one gave a shit about them in 2021, three months ago. Forgot they existed, <laughs> and now it's like, ooh, I remember that term from back when the towers went down. So they must be bad people. With guy, yeah, and it them. wasn't even them. It was Al Qaeda that did it. The Taliban just said, "Yeah, you can hide out with us. It's cool." Gave safe haven to Osama bin Laden and his cronies. And now, so what's funny too is now this time they're like, no, 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 we're not, we're not gonna hide any terrorists here this time. Trust us. I swear, I promise. <laughs> and if they learned anything, it was probably that because because Biden or uh, Osama wasn't even Taliban; he was Al Qaeda. 
Yeah. Zabihula Mujahid was the spokesman that we heard talking. I got to tell you something. That motherfucker sounded like a goddamn diplomat. Like that he dude. He fucking did. That's weird, isn't that? Like, it was just so fucking weird, dude. Like, they have all of these little quips and these little press releases and all this shit going on. Like, what the hell? Now, there were some things that he said where I went, uh, uh okay, this is still a, a radical yeah, Islamist state. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely, he, 100%. Saying, when, oh, yeah, where he was getting asked questions where it, it, it like, well, what about women? What about women under well, this Well, what's Taliban interesting regime? is a woman asked him that question. Of course, and that's awesome. That's the way it should be. You think that's propaganda? I don't know if they are able to create a propaganda department yet. I think they're just still trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do. Where it's well, like- here's, here's, a, here's the thing. Even so, even if it was propaganda, like, there, here's why I don't think it was. Because of the way he answered the question. He answered the question in a way that was so transparent. To where, he, but, but not to where all the right, press was yeah. kind of like, how do we follow up with this? He's like, yes, women will be independent. Under the guise of Sharia law. (laughs) We all know what the fuck that means. Women have no rights. Like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Exactly. So, Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar. Dude, I'm I'm on this weird fence of where I don't want to butcher the name, but I don't want to say it with the dialect of the region to where it just sounds like I'm making fun of it. (laughs) I'll try it. I'll try it. How do you spell it? M U L L A H A B D U L. Here it is. Here it is. Yep. Abdul Ghani Baradar. Yeah. Abdul Ghani Baradar. Is that D have a? Is that R in the middle have a bit of a D to it? Or it's got like a little. It's got like a little to it. It it does for me. It doesn't have any sort of what's it called when uh, they give you like the letters that tell you how to spell it. I forget what that's phonetics? called. Phonetics? Like, yeah, the phonetics. Phonetic, phonetic spelling? <laughs> There's no phonetics for this. It's just Hebrew or uh, Israeli or fuck. No, Arabic writing. So I, <laughs> that's just you a can shot say, You can say it like a total redneck. Abdul Gani Baradar. Yeah. Abdul Johnny Badadar. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so here's the, here's the thing that's about him that's a bit of a trip when we talk about uh, Taliban and Biden and stuff. So this guy was captured by uh, CIA in 2010, right? He was released in on the twenty fourth of October, in the year of our Lord, two thousand eighteen. Donald Trump! Donald Trump's releasing terrorists. He released him as one of the contingencies for the peace talks. That was that a they joke, had. by the way. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump's Trump terrorists. He released a goddamn no terrorist. Yeah, no, he. Uh, there's pictures of him and Mike Pompeo standing next to each other, just chilling. <laughs> swear to god dude and uh that's the guy who's gonna be president now he sat in jail for eight years and now he's a president he's got a nelson mandela story i was just gonna say nelson mandela man he is the muslim nelson mandela did we just compare did we just compare a taliban member to nelson mandela Oh man! Well, when when Israel comes back up, that apartheid state, when some Palestinian raises uh, raises to the top, we'll be able to have this conversation again. <laughs> but yeah, it's like so. Trump released the guy that's now in charge of the Taliban, who just who, he was a part of. A, so the Taliban is a 
I don't want to say an obsidiary, but I want to say what's not a predecessor. Oh man, what's the app? What's what comes after predecessors before? Words, words always trip me I up. I don't man. know English. It's tough. Yeah, not yeah. It's the person that comes after. Uh, he was a part of what is it called? Munjain was a subsidiary. Sub, sub subsidiary. <laughs> uh. He was a part of the terrorist group that was around before the ones that fought the Russians. Okay. Uh, and he was a part of them, and he was just this military tactic guy, and they literally fought off the Russians. So this guy's probably got like thirty years of just military experience, actually. Guerrilla military experience. Guerrilla military experience. And, uh, good for him. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, he, uh, he hung out with them. He got kidnapped. He got arrested. Maybe Raytheon will give him a job when he's done uh, leading the (laughs) Taliban. (laughs) Right. And, uh, but yeah, so then now he's just kind of like, oh, I guess I'm in charge now. (laughs) But dude, but that's how you know. That's how you know it's not going to work out where it's like this guy is just like, I didn't really want to run things, but all right, I guess nobody else can do it. Like he's like, let's let's be honest, he's no George Washington, Corey. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so as cynical and as uh, pissed off as I come across in a lot of our episodes and things like that, uh, I am. I have this weird, like, fallback to be just just blissfully ignorantly optimistic. And so I'm thinking about like what's the next step for Afghanistan. So we we we're out, we're done. As long as we don't get pulled back in, you know. Hopefully, Biden's sen- sen- senility. I don't know if that's a word, but we'll just talk about his dementia. Senility. Yes, yeah, senility. That's a, uh, that's a word. Good. <laughs> Makes <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I'm glad I just didn't make a word up. Uh, Abdul Ghani Baradar. Yeah, Abdul Ghani Baradak. And uh, so as long as he doesn't get roped back into a war over there over some bullshit, which <laughs> the military industrial complex is doing their damnedest <laughs> to make that happen. Well, and, and I think that's that is legit. Like, I think that's the biggest fear, right? It's that if the Taliban takes over, which they essentially already have. Starts wars, starts some sort of genocide of some sort of people. Who the hell knows anymore? Well, if it's a genocide in house, we don't give a fuck. That's true. I mean, look at but, Africa. Look at China. Well, now we might give a fuck in this situation because it'll be an excuse to go back, and that's I think that's the number one fear that I have. And and if that happens, this entire episode is all for naught uh. because. Because that's the, the the whole point was get out, save American lives, save American money. You're right. And then if there was one person that could come to mind that would just all of a sudden just fuck it all up would be Biden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa, shit. They're blowing shit up now. Now we got to go back. What did I say that? Come on, man. You know, the thing. On, we got to go to war. We've been to Afghanistan. Uh, you dog-faced pony soldier. We've never been there. Will you shut up, man? <laughs> You're a pain in my neck. <laughs> it's just the boomer voice that comes out of it. <laughs> so, 
what I'm thinking about, like once this dust settles, when the 24-hour news media cycle all of a sudden just stops caring about the Taliban and uh, Afghanistan again, I'm thinking about Afghanistan in general. All right. So we've been there for, what, 20 years. That's a generation, you know. That's a generation of people who lived in Afghanistan that people who are 30, that are 40 years old know completely differently. Okay. Now, this goes for both sides of the little uh, factions in Afghanistan. Let's label it just to make it easy to follow along in what I'm saying. The Taliban and the Afghanis. Because fuck the Afghan government. They obviously, they're just pieces of shit. They're kleptocrats. They were just there to make money for themselves. Um, we Where have... We've seen that before. Yeah. Don't, well, don't worry. I'll get there. <laughs> So, we have the Afghani people, who now we have, which, you know, radicalized people, like, you look, like, in a broad scope of thing, the ones who get radicalized are the dreamers, the young ones who wake up, who, uh, wake up and go out and wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to change the world, right? That isn't, that isn't, uh, special in America with our liberals, you know? That's worldwide. So, now we're gonna have this headbutt. In Afghanistan, of a shit ton of 20-year-olds who grew up under a pretty much free state of Afghanistan, women and men, who had a taste of Western civilization. Coincidentally, at the same exact time, we have a bunch of 20-year-olds in the Taliban who had a taste of Western civilization in Afghanistan touching you know like you look at the videos you see them drive when they fucking took over the cities they're driving around bumper cars and jumping on trampolines playing around with gym equipment to where i think that what got them radicalized was the idea that america is dropping bombs on innocent civilians in our country which is a hundred percent true we know that that happened so i wonder when the cards fall what happens on now we have a whole generation in Afghanistan that knows what a taste of freedom is like that's getting pushed back under a crazy theo- um, theological, ideological rule? And a whole group that is claiming to be this extremist, religious, theological, ideological rule that is full of people that have also tasted the same freedoms that the other people have. And now, obviously, that has... in like. It might just be lip service right now, but the way that they all came out and they're like, oh yeah, you know, it's, we want the people here. We need the young people, their assets to our country. Women are going to be in government and this and that. It sounds like there is a bit of an influence. And so I wonder how much Taliban is actually going to be able to hold the line when all of a sudden they have all these 20-year-olds who are used to listening to music and drinking beers and talking to girls, through all of a sudden they're not allowed to do that and they have to enforce stuff, everything that they don't like, of how strong they're going to be as a governmental figure. At the same time, dealing with those internal issues, also dealing with a whole generation in the country that is like, listen, we like our women teaching us, we like our fucking music. We like beer and we like cigarettes and we like this. Fuck you. We know the alternative. 
Talk about this. Is there going to be like some sort of Taliban version of the Ramones or something that comes out in the Middle East? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I wonder how is long this like little substructure is going to come out. I wonder how long this little substructure is going to be there because the seeds of like the idea of freedom has been planted. Now it's up to them. I, I to be honest with you, and maybe this is just me being a pessimist. I, I like where you're going with that, but that's me being ignorantly, blissfully I, optimistic. I, I I just think that you know a thousand years of theology doesn't go away in twenty. Yeah, ultimately does it doesn't go away in a, in, in a single generation. Right? Well, like, North I mean, Korea we, we took a generation. It. What? North Korea took a generation. Literally a generation of them just yeah, fucking making up yeah. their own religion, and it just created the roots for what we have now. Now we have five generations of people who think Kim Jong Un is literally God reincarnated. Yeah, but North Korea was ultimately put in place by an, an incredibly powerful uh, Soviet government at that point. And the, also, the roots of freedom were put in by an incredibly powerful country called America. I just, I wonder where, like, I'm hoping America just keeps their fucking hands out of the pie. Every time we put our hands in the metal with this stuff, it just goes to shit. You know, look at all the countries in South America. Look at all the uh, Caribbean countries. Look at fucking Afghanistan, if you don't know what I'm talking about. It goes to shit, but... It's this weird dichotomy, too, Corey, because it's like, you know, I am not the kind of person that, like, thinks that America should be, like, some sort of isolationist country. Because I don't think that works either. I mean, that's how you end up with a North Korea. That's how you end up with an Iran. Because um, ultimately, but, you're right. I mean, we do put our fingers in all the pies, but we haven't... In the longest period of of pretty much peace, other than these proxy wars and things like Afghanistan and isolated incidents, since World War II, there hasn't been a major outbreak. Well, and that's that, like I mean, a world record, literally a world record of the history of, of not of just the world. And 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 you could argue that that is due to nuclear bombs. Nuclear <laughs> no, yeah. seriously, like I mean, it's 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 not that it's not really that hard to piece together because we we're we're still at war with the world's powers. We just do it through proxy wars. We do it through bullshit. You know, that's what the Korean War was. That was essentially that's a what war the Korean with China. War was. That's what the Vietnam was. Well, Korean War was, I guess, essentially a war with Vietnam, but it was mostly a war with, uh, uh, what was that? Russia. The Soviets, the Soviets, and the Chinese. I mean, it, I mean, it's same, same with Vietnam. You know, so we we fight these wars. We just do it through these tiny little populations, and we, you know, we kill off all these fucking poor people that are just trying to farm their goddamn rice. And here we here we yeah, are. Yeah, we don't we don't send our troops. We just give money to other people. And so that's what I was kind of. You're, you're not wrong. That's exactly what I was kind of saying. Like now it's like. Little police actions is what we call them to circumvent the circumvent our uh, like Congress. You, you, Russia, you, China, you better stay out of our shit, or this is going to be you. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> these these three argue in the UN about platitudes and cliches. Well, a bunch of random people die because they think they're fighting for the right cause because both sides told both sides that, <laughs> that what they're doing is right. Corey, I think this was a good good discussion about Afghanistan. But before we go, well, before we go, I need to say this. All right, what do you got? Oh, Corey's got his monologue, so he's still got yeah. his TED talk. I got I my am TED so talk. Sorry. All right, so 
When you have a government as corrupt as ours, it's no wonder a government that was so corrupt, or there's no wonder a government that was so corrupt it could only last a mere hours after we left. That is what over a trillion dollars and 20 years got us. We use nation building as a pretty label for money laundering for the military industrial complex. Fat cats writing contracts that stuffed the pockets of CEOs and politicians alike. We were making mad money off of a broken nation in the name of freedom and killed a lot of innocent people doing it. Honestly, how could we build an honest, noble government when we aren't honest and noble ourselves? Now, when I critique from my couch, never being in a war zone, I'm not critiquing the men who bravely fought and died for our country. They did a damn good job at holding the line for 20 fucking years. So good. So good, in fact, that the country they were holding together fell so ridiculously fast the moment they took one step away. I just wish the top brass's decisions weren't influenced by money and politics, That we prob- and, that- and because of that, we've lost a lot of lives and many of our own. That's all. That's all I got. It's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous to me that the when you know in the Bible, you know, you want to talk about Abraham, Abrahamic religions. They say money is the root of all evil, and we lost focus of that war so goddamn fast that it was a snowball going down a hill, to where all of a sudden no one knew how to stop it. <laughs> Biden just built a ramp and launched it over to the next county and said, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, how do we save the city from uh, this uh, this snowball coming? I don't know. Build a ramp. Have it go over ours. Go to the next one. It's he. You know what? It's well. It's it's well said though, Corey. Because I'm I'm glad you you know. I I think most of this episode could have been taken as well. Yeah, know, you know what about the troops? And you you said it it really well. You know, God bless them. They did their fucking job. They went there and they did their job so goddamn well. It took, you know, like, I don't think Russia actually ever was able to claim being in charge of Afghanistan. They fought it for 18 damn years. Our soldiers went in there in, what, three months, nine months, something like that. And we had a flag over the capital. Yeah. Capturing it's fucking easy. Rebuilding a nation's tough. Yeah. And that's why if if, if this... If Afghanistan isn't the number one example of this nation building bullshit is a farce for making money for the military industrial complex, be, yeah. I don't know what is. You know, and thinking more about it as we keep talking, uh, to be fair, after World War II, we built Japan. We built Germany. We built what other countries uh, that got devastated that Yeah, I mean... I mean, Western Germ or yeah, Western Germany ended up becoming all of Germany, Japan. Those two are now are just GDP wise, they're powerhouses in the world. But and, but the, South the, Korea is a powerhouse. I'm, you want to know the difference? I'm gonna give you the difference right now. The difference we is, fought nations, not ideology. Na- not not that's part of it, but the, that's about fifty percent of it. The other fifty percent is this. Places like Germany and Japan bought into. The idea of a free market. They bought into the idea of of Western lifestyle. And in Japan, don't get me wrong, it's still definitely they definitely still have their own culture, their their own 
you know, East Far East culture. But when you're talking about the Middle East, you're dealing with a theocracy. You're dealing with what they would call the good book. When you're talking about theocracy and you're and you're and you're talking about you know how how to run an economy and run a culture, complete two two completely different things. Yeah, it's two it's two opinions based on the same book that's just not based in any sort of realistic, tangible. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to use here. It's not based in any sort of reality that a majority of the world that gets along with each other and coexists. It's yeah, all the- or nothing. A theocratic nation is still let's let's I'm I'm not afraid to say this and if if you want to call this like xenophobic or whatever that's not where I'm going but like a th- a theocratic government is a thousand fucking years behind they just are it's what are you what are you supposed to do yeah you're not going to force it you're not going to force it in 20 years you're not going to force it in 100 years i saw this uh graph once the where when theocracy just in general takes hold, how it just holds everything back. And uh, when you look at like the graph of technological advancements, medical advancements, scientific advancements, like throughout the world, it uh, like when Rome, like the last peak we had before where we're at now was Rome, you know, and theocracy took hold and Christianity. And, you know, there was the war with the Ottoman Empire and Christianity and is and Muslim and Islam. And well, those are two of the same things, but we call it Islamic, uh, took hold. That was literally the dark ages before the Renaissance period. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. Thank you. Henry the eighth for church of England. Yeah. <laughs> you murdered a couple wives. I wanted to talk yeah, about nice your job. mad shit about the blaze, but <laughs> They'll always be there. We can talk about them next time. I was gonna say, is it worth it? <laughs> Don't forget, Andrew Cuomo still a pervert. Hey, yo, I'm just Italian. Bill Cosby still a rapist. Yeah, we're not letting this shit go, folks. No, nope. that's what the media does. Does Louis C.K. get a pass? He kind of got a pass, didn't he? Dude, all Louis C.K. did was ask permission to jerk off in front of girls. It's a completely different situation because they, that is they true. Could have said no. Did you ever hear what Sarah Silverman said? What'd she say? By the way, Sarah Silverman, honestly, attractive. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's incredibly sexy. But either way, she said that she was asked by Louis C.K. if he could jerk off in front of her, and she like said, "Absolutely, that's fucking hilarious." <laughs> And he did it? He did it in front of Sarah Silverman? I, I don't know if he actually did it, but that's what Sarah says. She's like, oh, yeah, he asked me once. That's not, it's not the same thing. Is it a little weird? And is Louis a pervert? Sure, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, there was a uh, – I understand the idea that it came from, like, a seat of power, you know, where it's like if you're a young up-and-coming uh, comedian – and this big fucking name, like Joe Rogan, like you're like he's the he's the he's the premise, you know the the, the precipice, you know he's the big yeah. the big podcaster. If he came to me and said, "Hey, will you masturbate in front of me, and I'll get your show, you know, up there like mine," okay, okay, okay. all right, sure. <laughs> and that's how it should end with a. I don't know. I still think. I still think Louis is a good guy. Um. 
Send us an email, libservativepod at gmail.com. Corey, give the people our social platforms. Yes. Follow us on Facebook at Libservative. We're on Instagram where I share a bunch of goofy-ass political memes at libservativepod. We're on Twitter where I just talk shit to all the big heads and the establishment media at libservativepod. <laughs> and we are... We, you can find our podcast on all of your major platforms. We're basically on all the social media platforms. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. We definitely, as you can tell, I read out uh, people's messages and responses on our show. We will definitely reach out. We will definitely read out what you have to say and give you a shout out, which reminds me, actually, I have another shout out to give. So like the show, follow it, listen, and let your friends know that there is alternative media that's just not banging the drum of establishing media. But real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to Out of the Blank Podcast, my buddy Robbie Robertson. He uh I've now I was just on his show recently. He just dropped an episode yesterday of me on there. We we're talking about libservative, we we're talking about politics. It's a, it's actually it's a pretty interesting show. He has a bunch of crazy guests on there. But not and crazy as in a good way, as in a bunch of good guests, not just a bunch of wackos. And uh check it out. The, his, one of his episode 883 is Libservative. I was, I think I did a good job at representing the podcast, Dan. <laughs> I hope so. I haven't listened yet, but that's out of the blank. Out of the blank podcast. Uh, make sure to like, follow, and share, and we will uh, see you next week. Until next time, he's been Corey Walsh. And he's been Dan Griffin. And we're out of here.